You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 30, The Atomic Disintegrator. Hello, welcome to an all new episode of the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. What is happening? Not much, not much. So uh, we're finding out that Perhaps uh, you and Doug have a little bit more in common yeah, than we've I was, already. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel, I, feel I need to address that. Um, my son, who is 20, uh, also autistic, he's a uh, 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 high functioning. Um, he's no longer living in the house. He has, he has roommates. Um, so, yeah, we got something in common, Doug. Cool beans. Not cool. cool. Well, you know what I'm saying. And I will, I will, I will say real quick. I've mentioned it before on other shows. Um, I've never officially had myself tested or diagnosed, but based on what I grew up seeing in my son, uh, I, my wife agrees with me. I, I'm definitely probably on the spectrum. Well, you are even higher functioning then, yeah, than than your son. So. There's you, you kind of there's certain things that you kind of learn. Sure. Alrighty. Today we're looking at the Atomic Disintegrator, which appeared in Action Comics number twenty one. This was written for us by Jerry Siegel, penciled by Joe Schuster, inked by Paul Cassidy. Now, Action Comics twenty one has a cover date of February and an approximate on sale date of December. 27th, 1939. So we're starting to get a little bit wider spread here with this one. Yeah, uh, those but that's dates, two, two issues of Action Comics in one month. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, that information comes to us from uh, Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Love Mike. So here's what happened. This synopsis is from the DCFandom.com. Definitely throw that out because we have started finding good synopses on other sites. So we yes. can't assume we have to accredit appropriately. Yep. Now living in the body of movie star Dolores Winters. See last episode. The yeah. ultra humanite uses his feminine, <laughs> uses his feminine wiles to lure, then abduct atomic scientist, Terry Curtis, Terry being Male Terry T E R R Y Terry Curtis. Yep. A lot of a lot of gender going on here in in just this sentence. Yes, humanite forces Terry to build him an atomic disintegrator, mounts it on an airplane, and uses it to blackmail the city of Metropolis. Superman gets involved. <laughs> well, of course he does. Right. <laughs> Superman just decides to do nothing. Story right. over. Ignores this one. End of story. Action 22. <laughs> Superman gets involved in all this partly by accident when Clark Kent gets blown up in an early test of the weapon, but inexplicably survives and meets Terry Curtis in the process. Superman defeats the air attack and finds Ultra's secret base hidden inside a live volcano, but the well-prepared ultra-humanite has rigged the city of Metropolis with an atomic explosive device. Ultra blackmails Superman into committing some high-profile supercrimes and to defeat the police and National Guard several times in the process, but ultimately Superman is able to destroy Ultra's machinery 
rescue Curtis and blow up the ultra-humanites volcanic lair. <sighs> Steven, what did you think about that one? I freaking dug this one. This one was great. I mean, from the moment I read the title, because I put all these show notes together before I read everything. Now, full disclosure, I haven't actually finished this story yet. I was, uh, I'm about five pages away when we started uh, recording tonight. Uh, so I haven't finish. officially finished it. But from the title of the story alone, Atomic Disintegrator, right away, I'm like, all right, we're into some fun stuff. Yep. Um, you mentioned the the um, the pronoun usage, the gender pronoun usage there at the in, in the synopsis. They uh, they kind of did that in Action Twenty, obviously when we thought it was Dolores, and then right. found out it was Ultra Humanite. Uh, I think Superman at one point, once he learns, he still refers to her as him. But he the at least at the point where I got, he was referring to Ultra as her in this in this mm -hmm. issue. So. I, I really I like that. It's like, all right, for the they've just accepted that Ultra is now a woman. Right. Uh I don't think that they would mess around with that back then. I think they'd just be like, We're not gonna even just mess around. Right. No, it's it's straight it's a woman. It's a man, it's a woman. That's, just, that's the way yeah. it's gonna be. You're going um, down the line. And uh I did make some notes. Uh I the last note I have is for panel sixty-four, so that's about as far as as I got. Okay. Um, but some of the notes I put was, uh, maybe Clark shouldn't have written the article because the, this is another one of those issues that just starts right out with action. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the splash panel at the, at the opening is the, the building exploding and a wall falling on, on, on Clark. Clark. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, he <laughs> pulls himself free. There, there just happens to be a guy there in a white lab coat who's like, follow me and I'll give you first aid. And then, of course, we learn that this guy, uh, apparently in his apartment is developing a, uh, an atomic disintegrator, which I, I find really funny. The scientists don't seem to be working on a government grants in a lot of these issues. They're just, they're just doing a lot of this stuff on their own. Let, let me jump in here. Uh, I just received via email. Uh, my official Red Cross CPR first aid certificate today. Nice. Uh, it's not the first time I've been certified. Mm -hmm. I have to do it for work. But uh, it's particularly pertinent because this is very fresh in my mind. This is not how first aid works. It, it doesn't work with the follow me and I'll give you first aid. Right. Kind of, Get up off it. the ground and walk this way. <laughs> yeah. Come over here. We'll go inside. We'll do, you That's know. No, good that, point. Yeah. I just sat through this class. That That's not how first aid. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I will qualify. It's not how first aid works now. Right. Okay. I, I can say that now. So, yeah. I yeah. Just, I did take some very remedial CPR classes at work because I'm a, I'm, I'm a member of leadership. Right. And uh, yeah, they're like, do you, you know, the first thing you should do is find, you know, go call 911. Tell somebody to go call right. 911. Then you, uh, you know, yeah, you don't, uh, could you get up off the ground and follow me up these stairs? And we'll, yeah. So we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll wrap some bandages around you. For yeah. I'll, I'll check you out over there yeah. if you'll come over here and, and I'll, I'll see to you over here. But this guy, you know, he's a, He's a 1930s man with slick back hair and a pencil thin mustache. You just you can't trust somebody like that. I, I dig his I dig it, it, I, I dig his white 
is that is that yeah. a single breasted? Is that what that's that called is. with the yep. button on one side? It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like it's like the uh, Star Trek movie uniforms, right? Only yeah. in white. Yep. He, he he's yep. he's not a red shirt. He's uh, yeah. But it's it's through this it's through this accident that Clark learns that this guy is is uh, exper- making doing these experiments and has discovered what could be one of the most powerful weapons in the world right. he, in his apartment responsible for this building falling yeah. on Clark to open the story. So yeah. And, and Clark's only admonishment is to say, I'd suggest that in the future, you be more careful. You don't destroy yourself or innocent parties <laughs> and then goes back to work and writes an article up about it. And who should read the article? But the ultra humanite who's like, hmm, this sounds interesting. I should get me one of these. I need an atomic disintegrator. Yeah. And uh, she uses a, a poor cat to, you know, sticks a cat in a fence so that uh, she can lure the this 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 Terry Curtis guy over to help her with this cat. And then uh, my favorite part is uh, when Clark comes to check up on him later and he's brushing his hair with two different brushes yes. <laughs> and says, yeah. uh, says, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm to meet the loveliest girl in the world tonight. She resembles Dolores Winters, the actress and Clark ignores it completely until later, the next page when he panels just, later. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like in a car in a cab and he just suddenly goes, it occurred to me, this girl resembling Dolores might possibly be ultra. I may be wrong, but I want to warn Curtis at once. <laughs> Well, who, love that. Who else could it be if it? Right. Yeah, okay. And then, and, and of course, you know, the ultra shows up at Terry's house or Terry's apartment that's now fixed up. I'm, I guess he got a new place. Yeah. Uh, but, kidnaps yeah. him, puts him aboard a, a fantastic auto gyro, which is pretty that's awesome. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Puts the atomic disintegrator on a on an airplane. Love that. Actually blows up a building. This is it's like at this point, Superman's finally getting to that level. Because <clears throat> there's a couple moments I wrote down that, you know, first of all, evil uh genius mad scientist, brain in the body of a woman destroys a building. Check. That's awesome. Right. Uh <clears throat> we find out that her hidden lair is in an extinct volcano's crater. Check. That's pretty awesome. In a glass sheathed city. Forgot some equipment though. Where did I forget? The auto gyro. The auto gyro. Okay. That's and, awesome. And Ooh. the persuasion via the torture ray. Yes. Yes, the torture ray. That's right. Tor- torture. I'll ray. do anything yeah. you say, only turn off that light. The torture right. ray never fails. Yeah, Which, that's at, great. At, at first, you know, as I'm reading, I read what he said, and I'm like, the light? They're hurting yeah. with the light. And the then light is really the bright. The torture ray never failed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then extinct volcano, uh, right, hidden right. layer underneath a glass dome, basically, and huge metal robot guards. Yeah, this is everything I've wanted out of Superman. We're 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 starting to get it all. Yeah. in in one story, all the all the biggies here. Yep, and uh, Superman, uh, of course, destroys the the two. He calls them huge metal robots, but 
they're the they, same size as him. Yeah, so. it's him. They like you would think of like robot guards or yeah. something. You know, they just. I mean, when they were running at him and he's saying, "What the huge metal robots?" I'm like, "Yes, finally, Superman's going to fight giant robots." But apparently, mm-hmm. he's used to much smaller robots. Yeah, that's yeah. So, but when he he gets to the lab, the the <laughs> evil lab, there, there's a a, a man. A slash size size joke in there somewhere uh, because right <laughs> yeah. Superman yeah so yes. okay sorry <clears throat> uh, Terry tells him you know not to come in because uh, Ultra has rigged up a photoelectric beam across the room if Superman breaks it the city of Metropolis will be automatically destroyed that's some that's some next level stuff right there that is. And then Ultra, Ultra isn't playing anymore. She's no, serious. no, yeah, she's. Lo- I I love her. I I didn't really care much for the Ultra Humanite the fir- in the, his first couple of appearances, but by this point, I'm just in love with this character. Yep. And uh, so, what she does, you know, because he's like, I'm not leaving without Terry, and she says, Okay, well, I'll give them to you, but I need you to go steal these crown jewels. And then he's like, All right. And he takes off, and the first thing she does is, does is call the police, basically, and <laughs> narks him on in. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, the National Guard and the police, they're all waiting for him. They shoot at him with a cannon. Uh, that's about as far as I got. First off. <laughs> yeah, as first soon thing as they do. they see him, yep. they, they, sh- they don't, let's see. Um, they don't even, no, they do talk to him. Come down from yeah, there come down is what from they there, say. And then, bam. And then they shoot a cannon at him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and it's it's one of these uh World War One kind of camps. Oh yeah, it's a as big, far as yeah. the style. Yeah. Um and and it works. I mean, it doesn't hurt him. I don't think it hurts him really. But it, it, it he's standing on top of a telephone pole or a, yep. a, a power pole. And basically they they blast the top of the power pole and he comes falling down with the debris. Now, looking at the next page, um I'm really excited A to see him hanging from a ledge. And B, uh, somebody attacking him f- with an axe from a window. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sticking sticking out the window to attack him from inside yeah. the building. So this this issue uh, has uh, it all. Apparently, they knew that, that he was going to be there. Somebody, you know, it's like, well, why is the guy? Uh, who knows? But but he. Oh, is. my goodness. And then the next page, they drop a safe on him. Come uh, yeah. on. From the roof. <laughs> that's I mean, that's something that the National Guard has set up. They drop a safe on him from the top of a roof. That's and, and Soup catches it with one hand. He's yeah. like, pow, whatever. They must think it's Christmas the way they toss gifts around and yeah, throws it right back up at him. Because what he does is he hefts it up up yeah. to the, the the roof again, and and the soldiers scatter because now it is it is coming at them up yep. over the over the roof. Yeah. Oh, and then this guy here uh, thinks he's going to take Clark out or Superman out with a bayonet. With a bayonet, yes. Yeah, this guy was not paying attention, apparently. Nope. He dangles him over the edge of the building uh, and <laughs> says, tells the rest of the soldiers, you know, tell them to to leave me alone or I'm going to drop you. And and the sergeant says, do as he says, you fools. <laughs> as he says, you fools. Uh, so, so fill he, me in. What? Oh, what? OK, so, he, yeah. He, he brings the, the brings the soldier back and, and Superman gets away by diving down through the skylight. Of course, all roofs have skylights in the city. <laughs> they it's really standard. do. It's they really do. So he, he jumps down through the skylight, which takes him to the room uh, where the jewels are. 
but the police are waiting for him. He completely ignores him, goes over to the big safe and starts ripping the door off and everything. Now, this is what got me. He goes inside the safe, right? He's, he's rummaging around for these jewels. In the midst of, we're told, disregarding tear gas and rapid fire machine guns, Superman battles his way to the crown jewels. Oh, yeah. Now, wouldn't anything that he grabs up be shredded? But I mean, you, you can see these Thompsons yeah. by five, six, eight guys on the outside just shooting into the safe. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And so, and then to escape, he just goes over here and just goes through the wall. It, which, it looks like he doesn't have a head. He just he just goes head first well, into that wall. Into the wall, yeah, to, to to get out through the wall. Now, when he gets outside, the air force oh is goodness. waiting for him there. Oh my goodness! So so the it says as Superman's figure emerges from the building, waiting airplanes swoop toward him, firing full blast. Now, we already know that Superman doesn't fly yet. He just jumps. He he leaps and falls. So. To avoid these planes, Superman outmaneuvers and loses them amidst the fleecy clouds. Now, if that doesn't says th say the man flies, I don't know what else they could say. What it tells me is that these pilots have no idea what they're doing because all guess. he has to do is jump into a bank of clouds and they're like, oh, my goodness, he's disappeared. And he can't hang up there forever. No. I yeah, mean, that, he, yeah. You know, the, the laws of physics still apply if all he does is jump. So it's like, just give it five seconds, up, guys. He's going to come down. It, yeah. But they, give it they five seconds. Him. He'll come out from the bottom of these clouds. They they completely lose him. So now he heads back to the volcano. Uh, Jules in tow. Hands him oh, over to the or is, is getting ready to hand him over to the ultra humanite. But uh, yeah. ultra slash winters springs a trap. And it is a it is a box uh, that that springs up from the the floor and surrounds him on all four sides, and it has diamond, diamond drills, drills in it, drilling him, uh, or you know, gonna gonna impale him. Here are the crown jewels, and here's your reward: diamond drills. So it's a double cross, eh? <laughs> and with a surge of his powerful abdominal muscles, oh my and the, the diamond drills' hardest substance on earth are shattered. A surge of his powerful abdominal muscles. Oh, comma. And the diamond drills, hardest substance on earth, are shattered. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get it there. I read that weird. Sorry. And then here comes a guy in a tank top with a shotgun. Again. No, no, it's not a shotgun. Oh, it's a the disintegrator. Okay. It's a handheld disintegrator. Wow, man. sweet. Yeah. So he, he tries to, to shoot soup with that, and he, he knocks him out. Uh, this other dude, who I don't see where he came from, I guess he's just another lackey, basically, well, grabs that, up Lois. Does that Terry? Or no, yeah. I'm sorry, that's Terry and that's Miss Winters yeah. uh, slash Ultra. My bad, my She's bad. She's trying to get to the switch so she can destroy Metropolis. Right, since Superman's not doing what he's uh, supposed yeah. to. You know, he's not, not being defeated. <laughs> Uh, so here Superman takes that disintegrator, the handheld disintegrator that he has, and shoots that control panel that Ultra was trying to flip the switch on, uh, getting rid of that threat. So as he is demolishing the lair, Winters oh, wow. slash Ultra jumps through a window to escape. Into the volcano's crater. And essentially that's the last we see of her. Well, Superman, look, he's 
throwing rocks down on top of her. Well, no. he's, he's throwing rocks to get the volcano to explode. Oh, goodness gracious. To destroy the city. Ugh. Or the, not city, the lair. Which works. It, it, that, yeah. That's exactly what happens. Uh, Terry in tow takes him back, delivers him. Um, well, leave it go at that. Forget you ever succeeded in disrupting the <laughs> atom. Right? Because it was an atomic yeah, disintegrator. So, right. Uh, and then this is this is what launched me down a, a brief specter rabbit hole was this advert. Um, probably his first appearance in More Fun Comics 52, which came yeah. out within a month or two before after this. This may be my favorite Superman story thus far. All right. This it, it was a good one. Really it was just, solid. It just kept amping up every time you think that it's not going to get more exciting. It just gets more exciting. Yep. Yeah, th this, this I think, really put uh, up until now, the ultra humanite has been persistent, mm -hmm. you know, but this one last issue and this one together, which almost is a continuation of the story. Almost. Yeah, almost. Uh, yes. Uh, but it, Ultra really jacks up trying to get at Superman. Which is really kind of funny because if she just would have taken the jewels and let him leave with Terry, yep. she'd still have a lair. But nah, she has to try to kill him. And it leads to the, well, we have to assume, they're making us assume once again that Ultra is dead. Is gone, right? But nah. But yeah, good, the, the next good question is going to be, OK, so I remember when we were talking about the Ultra Humanite a couple episodes back mm -hmm. and how um, we know that at one point, I don't know if it's pre-crisis or post-crisis, the Ultra Humanite is a big gorilla, mm -hmm. a big uh, white gorilla. Yeah. So here we have the Ultra Humanite having his brain transplanted into a woman's body. So is that how he becomes a gorilla? Uh, I think so. I think I remember reading that it was his brain that had been put in that body. Interesting. Wow. So now the next, the, the big question is going to be, when are we going to see the ultra humanite again? And will he still be Dolores Winters or somebody else? Uh, let's see. Made no, he was, oh no. Bad news. Spoiler. Mm, yeah. You want to hear spoiler. Yeah, uh, everybody, this is a spoiler for, this, what, 80 years ago? <laughs> this is the last time we see Ultra for a while. Okay, well. But in bad. two issues of action, in two issues, we see the first appearance of his real arch-villain, Superman's. So Lex Luthor? In, yes. In really? two issues, he's replaced by the okay. big guy. It's very interesting um, when you think about the fact that the original version of Superman, way back when uh, Jerry Siegel was just writing prose stories for his own self-published magazine and Joe Schuster was drawing the pictures, uh -huh. you know, to just just illustrations, just, you know, simple little illustrations to accompany the story that the original Superman was a was a bald man who was basically super smart. And used his powers to for for evil, basically. And his first 
big villain, you know, once we get the Superman the way he is, you know, once they start making the comics, his first big villain is a bald guy who mm-hmm. is a super evil genius, uh, you know, and and then his that guy goes away and they replace him with another super evil genius bald guy. Bald guy. Yep. What is what is what is their deal with bald men? I take umbrage with that, whatever the yeah. issue is. You should you should be offended by that. I think what J- Schuster and Siegel were trying to say is that bald, first of all, means super smart. So you got that going for Okay, you. I'll take that. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. That's that's but that's it cool. also means evil. Bad guy, right? Yeah, that that one, that one, I, I don't, I don't cotton to. I, I'm not. You can't, that. You, you can't trust those bald guys. Not only are they super smart, they're shifty. They're evil. They're going to use that smart to take over yeah. the world. Yeah, makes me feel a certain kind of way about my person. You know, I, yeah. I don't think I. Yeah, not cool. Um, now here's something interesting. Uh, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia entry. Take take okay. that as you will for Ultra, and it says. The ultra humanite was reintroduced during the Silver Age as a recurring villain in the Mr. and Mrs. Superman feature in Superman Family. Okay. Okay. That title was published from 74 to 82. Wouldn't that make it Bronze Age? You know, um, when it when it, I I know that the very little research I've done on the various ages in comics, the golden age, of course, it the it starts golden golden silver age. Their start is very uncontested. It's like this is when it started, right? You know, this is when the golden age started. Silver age started with like Green Lantern in thirty nine to fifty six. Yeah. I think is usually where the well. But see, for me, I usually consider seventy to eighty five as the Bronze Age. Yeah, that's. That's what I've always, but but that was just that's right in the heart of that. Yeah, and and they were yeah. saying Silver Age, and I'm like, I, I don't. I, I do know that the the start of the 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 Bronze Age is fairly contested. Yeah, and that's fair. Same with because, the mo- same with the modern age. I think. Yeah, the, the, there were certain earmarks that happened at one company, and then like three or four years later, they started happening at the other company. So, exactly, Doug. That that's exactly what that is. I, Doug's I am, pointing I am, out the bald slander. I'm offended. Like I said, it it makes me feel a certain kind of way with my person, and and that is that is not appropriate. I deserve yeah. better than that. That's right. To fight against that bold oppression. For me, well, when when they talk about the modern age, though, you know, they when they when folks talk about the Bronze Age and how it ends around eighty five, eighty six. For me, because you know that's when I started reading books, and I still it's it's hard for me to think of that time being so long ago <laughs> that well, that's right. modern age for me. You know, right. when I started reading comics, that's when the modern age began. But well, plus, let's throw in the fact that your personal golden age occurred around when you were what is it they say seven or twelve, yeah, something like that. You know, your personal golden yeah. age, yeah. So, but yeah, they, just the the dates. I, I thought that was just kind of late to be saying that that was in the in the Silver Age. So, are we not going to see? We don't see Ultra Humanite again until the Silver Age. Is that well until that until that book, yeah. Superman okay. Family. Okay, so when he starts appearing. That that that's it, folks. You probably so, you know, unless 
he's gone for about 40 years or so. Yeah, unless Ed and I can manage to keep this podcast going for 40 years, we, we're probably we not, not going to talk about right, it. Right. We may not talk about the Ultra again, but that's okay because we got a biggie coming up to take his place. Yeah, we may have to, if we hit, well, I'll say it here. If we hit 100 episodes, maybe for episode number 100, we'll skip ahead and we'll look at that first reappearance the the next the ultra, ultra okay. yeah. because because he is our favorite villain and so, so to yeah. <laughs> to to he was superman's first evil genius arch nemesis to celebrate that we will okay yeah. we'll we'll pull him out of continuity like a monitor and and that's right ooh there yeah there there's a there's a throwback or a a, a deep dive there throwing throwing out the monitor sorry yeah. I've been reading that too, along with, uh, well, yeah, someone I, uh, here on the show and, and John Wilson talking about it. And yep. so, yeah, I finally, uh, managed to finish what I would consider the first draft of the next episode of event or else. Okay. And in fact, my, my plan, um, if you listen to episode 290, 299 of just another fanboy, I said, it's going to be like, Three more weeks before I do episode 300. So during those three weeks, I'm going to do like a best of clip show each you know, three of those. Well, I'm still not done with the first one. And I'm like, I'm not doing two more of these. This takes too freaking long. I yeah. started and stopped that stupid episode four times. The, yeah. And so at this point, it's like, all right, I'm I'm invested. I'm getting this one done. And then the next two weeks, I'm just I no, just another fanboy. I'm going to focus on getting that episode of event or else out because uh i'm i I really i really want to finish crisis on infinite earths and i'm just i i look ahead to what other events i got coming up and i want to get to them so i want to do some secret wars too i want to do some millennium don't don't script just do it off the cuff yeah i I, I mean and look through the book if it was an audio podcast, if it was just an audio podcast, if I wasn't doing the the whole video, because the the it's a video show is what it is. It's just there's also an audio version right. of yeah, it as well. Yeah. So that's that's why I script it so I can try to keep the episodes concise and tight. And uh, yeah, okay. that's that's the only reason I do it. And unfortunately, scripting involves writing, and I've always been one of those writers that uh, I will. I could go six months writing the crap out of stuff and just vroom, 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 and then it just ends. I just hit a wall and then I'm like done for two years. You know, it's it's really weird how how that works for me because they I sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work on this script and I go the and I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know? Oh man, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> so yeah, okay. all right. Um, I'm good, sir. Yeah. The the best action comic story so far, I think. Yes. It, it really checked off a lot of boxes for me. I agree. And the fact that I didn't even finish it and we got to finish, I got to finish it live as oh, we were recording. That made this episode uh, a little bit more special. Episode number 30, folks. A very special episode of the Superman Super Show. Okay. All right, wrap it up. I think this ending bit is yours, isn't it? Since I stole the last one. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Oops. All right. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, ask us a question, or just provide feedback in general, you can send an email to 
thesupermansupershow at gmail.com. You know, I, I, I can't help but think back to an episode of Boom Addiction where Chris was talking, he was reading that, you know, that ending of the episode and talking about uh-huh. the email. And then he got like, really, nobody's sending us any emails. You know, he was like really kind of jokingly upset about it. And I right. that's when I sent that email, the only email I've ever sent you guys. Yeah, I, and I yep. think about that every time because nobody has sent us an email. <laughs> but that's all right. You can find us on Twitter under the handle at Soups Super Show or come join the fun over on the forum at forum.justanotherfanboy. Dot com. All those links will be in the show notes. And so until next week, folks, I'm Steven and that's Ed. And this was the Superman Super Show. Bye. Ciao. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. All right. We ready? I'm ready. ready to do this. Yes, sir. Um, so this will this will oh, hold on. Let me turn that comment off. All right. This uh this episode will go out on the 28th of November and then the very next day episode 300 of Just Another Fanboy. Cool. What are you what are you talking about? GI Joe 300. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. I figured uh I started my 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 very first comic that I owned for myself was a GI Joe comic, so Okay. You'll seem fitting. You do a 300 on 300. That's right. Yeah, I did a Action Comics 100 for my 100th episode, and I think I did Amazing Spider-Man 200 for episode 200. So. Okay, cool. There you go. You got a theme. Yeah. You're trying to make it all difficult and everything. I know. You that's I, right. Exactly. Theme. I know. I know. I'm I'm my own worst enemy.